Hey, hello, a good Monday morning. I think that's the first time I did a hey instead of a hello in a while. <laughs> uh, I was going back on my older ones and just seeing like when that hello thing surfaced. And I just started doing it one day and uh, it's it stuck. The hello, I think over this winter. Um, but it certainly is like something that um, people like and recognize from this podcast, the Pittsburgh Pirates rant. Uh, in any case, I'm tired today. Um, my son and I got scalp tickets for the um, Game 7 uh, Rangers-Penguins just because we were in New York visiting family. Um, everybody else went went home, and our train back to New Jersey um, was literally right by the uh, Madison Square Garden. Um, so we were able to finagle a couple tickets, and uh, it was really fun for both of us as far as... Um, Exciting game. Unfortunately, it didn't go the Penguins' way. Um, the Rangers did a good job during this series of getting comeback wins. Um, so if you look at it from their standpoint, and it was easy for me to look at it from their standpoint just because it was 98% Rangers fans in attendance. They're excited about their team. Um, the Pittsburgh Penguins, it seems like, um, their team, is, there's a lot of different opinions about the Penguins, about whether... Um, they should retain the core or whether they should try to rebuild. Um, but just the fact that they have been, they are one of the best organizations in hockey, if not, well, I wouldn't say maybe the best, but they're pretty close. Um, they've made the playoffs, I think, 16 years in a row. But I think they've been out in the early rounds lately. Um, so they'll probably figure it out. You know, it's the Pittsburgh Penguins. They draft well. They do the right things. Um but in any case, it was a lot of fun going to that game, even if it was a little expensive. We didn't buy any, um, uh, we decided not to buy any like drinks or food or anything like that because the tickets were pretty expensive. Um, but I think that um, people were locked in on the Pittsburgh Penguins this week because there wasn't a lot of interest on the Pirates. Uh, the Pirates went 500. Uh, in their last block of games, which was um, three games against um, the Reds in Cincinnati, uh, three games at home against the Dodgers, and then four games at home against the Reds. So it actually worked out to be 10 games, and they went 5-5. Five and five. And they were hoping to do a little better than that, I think, just because all those games were against the Reds. At least from the comments um, before the series, about how everybody was excited about facing the Reds. I think that the fans expected them to do a little better than that. The next block of games is a little tougher. Uh, in Chicago is always tough, uh, even though they did well there earlier in the year, and the Cubs are a mess right now. Um, but they come home, but it's against the Cardinals, and that's three games. Uh, the easiest series is at home against the Rockies because they dominated the Rockies at home last year. Um, even though the Rockies are pretty good, um, I'm not sure if Chris Bryan is healthy right now, but it'll be fun to see him. And then after that, um, they play their toughest six games of the year. And I don't say that lightly. There's no way you could make the case that they're going to have a tougher six games than this um, at the end of May. Three games in San Diego, and then you got three games in L.A. before coming back home. So that block of games which I imagine is a little more than, um, I think that might have been 12 games, or I think that's 15 games, right? If they can go 7 and 8 in those 15 games, um, I think they'll be doing a pretty good job. 
because that's a tough stretch of games. Um, but we'll see what happens. I mean, if they really tank those games, um, I don't think the attendance is going to be coming back for that following series because that's a big concern right now. Um, they had the lowest May Sunday attendance ever um, yesterday as far as actual fans in the seats. And uh, the weather was not bad, I don't think. I mean, I was in New York. I wasn't in P- Pittsburgh, so I don't know. Um, I didn't get to see the game on TV. I was following it on my phone. Um, but, um, you know, they got a very low attendance and they didn't have any hits. So even though they won, I'm not sure how exciting it was for the people that did go to the game. But I do know that um, just from Twitter and, you know, from watching all kinds of stuff that people were more wrapped up with the Penguins last week than they were with the Pittsburgh Pirates. And we come to that point of the year where it's just the Pittsburgh Pirates. And can they capitalize on that when we get to June 10th and schools let out, you know? Um, Will more people go to these giveaway games? Um, You know, they usually sell out the series against the Yankees and the um, Phillies and games like that where a lot of people come from other cities um, to watch the team. The Mets, I think, uh, come into New York and they're doing extremely well this year. So they may sell out those series. And the Pirates always love to um, muck the Fets, is what they used to say. So, uh you have all that. It's just a matter of will they capitalize on it. Um, I was. It's interesting because I don't think up to this point they have announced a starter today. Um, and I thought that, and I put this on Twitter, that the guys that are lined up to start today are either Cody Bolton. Um, he is the most likely to get the start. Um, the other guy is Kyle Nicholas. Um, he's a little bit buried, uh, you know, not quite as much experience as Bolton. Um, but I think they want to see how Bolton's knee is, you know, if he's completely healthy to completely let it go in a major league game, you know, because this is a guy that they're, they want to, um, be part of their future. And the same thing with Kyle Nicholas, um, if they don't feel comfortable starting either of those guys, they could bring up like a Cam Viox and just have like a bullpen game or something like that. Um, so we'll see what happens, but it's interesting that they haven't announced a starter yet. I imagine there will be some moves by the Pittsburgh Pirates. Uh, They could also potentially um, send down um, uh, Suwinski, who's batting around 180, and I'm not sure how long they want him to struggle at the major league level. Uh, And they could bring up Cal Mitchell, who continues to be swinging a hot bat, um, even though maybe he didn't do great yesterday. Um, So there's a lot of potential moves that the Pittsburgh Pirates could make. I don't think they're going to bring up Roanzi just yet. Um, He had... Three walks his last start. In 83 pitches, he only went 4.1 innings. And I think that he's still having some trouble stretching out that forearm. So um, it's hurting his command. It might not be a major injury risk at this point because they're still throwing him out there. But it is hurting his command. Uh, Boy, speaking of injuries, it was interesting to see the Cincinnati Reds leave their um, one of their golden boys out there for 120 pitches yesterday, especially a guy that throws hard, who's already had a um, uh, surgery. Uh, So he's already had Tommy John, I believe. Somebody told me that. So I don't know. Uh, We'll see how Hunter Green bounces back from that, if they give him an extra day of rest, um, if they keep him out for less pitches his next start, or if he has some soreness. but, you know, he did well, and it kind of makes you think, like, man, if he can do well throwing 99, 
why can't Mitch Keller do well-throwing 99? And I think it comes down to command, and I think it comes down to maybe he had a little more movement on his fastball. Um, Mitch Keller's just very predictable to batters, you know, and he's, um, and yeah, if you don't have command, you know, if you're walking guys and then, you know, you have to throw the ball right down the middle, that can hurt you as well. So Mitch Keller, um, interestingly enough, is having his worst season ever as a starter uh, with a, an ERA over 6.5. Um, it sounds like Shelton is getting a little annoyed with running him out there at this point. Um, I imagine they'll probably give him another start, but I don't know. I really, you know, Shelton was pretty critical. Um, so we'll see if he goes to a piggyback guy or if they give him another start. Um, I know that a lot of Pirates fans on Twitter, especially the younger fans, like the more optimistic fans, they want to see him um, with the team. You know, they feel like this guy throws that well, you know, as far as um, velocity, that he should be able to um, become a good starter. But it doesn't always happen, you know. Um, There's a lot of guys that just, it just doesn't happen, you know. There's a lot more than throwing hard. To being a major league pitcher, particularly a starter, because there's only so many starter roles out there. Um, and if guys like Cody Bolton are ready to start, you know, that's one less um, place where you could put Mitch Keller. So the starting rotation is interesting. Oh, I really haven't done a podcast since um, Thompson pitched, and I think he's looking really good. He's got about 12 or 13 shutout inning streak going on. Um, he's not putting guys on base. He's not giving up hits. He's not giving up walks. I gave up a few walks. But, you know, he's doing really well. Um, so I'd have to say that Zach Thompson uh, is, again, as we talked earlier in the year and going into the year, he's probably the best starter right now. And the other guys are more question marks. And I don't really count Quintana because the plan has always been to flip him. And you know how um, Ben Sherrington likes trades. I think he's going to want to flip Quintana. Um, I just hope that he doesn't try to trade um, Bednar or um, Ben Gamel because those are the guys that people are coming out to the ballpark to see. And if we keep trading our best players, the team's never going to get any good. So that's things going at the major league level. Uh, We went 500 in that last block of games, which included a majority of the games against the Cincinnati Reds. So again, that didn't go as well as people had hoped. And one of the wins against the Reds was a game where we got no hit. And I don't think that that was a particularly exciting game for fans, um, considering that there wasn't one hit in the entire game. Um, so we'll see what happens, you know, with this team going forward. Uh, it just, I don't see a lot of like positives. Um, but I think it would be an exciting positive if they brought up Coley Bolton and if they brought up um, Kyle Nicholas and those guys held their own in the major leagues. Uh, it would just be something that we're building on, you know. Um, as far as the minor leagues go, um, O'Neill Cruz had a decent game on Sunday. Um, so that was a positive. Uh, Matthew Frazier may be coming out of his slump. Um, Nick Gonzalez maybe coming out of his slump. So those are things that we need to see. Um, I don't think Travis Swaggerty is ever going to hit, um, but I do think that they'll bring him up just to make sure um, because he was a first-round pick. And um, we had another error the other day from Leover Paguero, which is his league-leading 11th error. So I'm not sure what the plan is with Leover Paguero. I just know that um, 
he's not ready. You know, they're not going to bring someone up to be a liability to the pitching staff. But they have a few guys that could be considered ready if they want to sort of blow up this team a little bit, you know. Um, and we'll have to see what happens. Um, but I think Suwinski has a good chance of getting uh, sent down. But I also think that um, Diego Castillo has certainly done enough to remain on this team, um, particularly since he even holds his own in the outfield. I mean, it's not like you're seeing um, Cole Tucker in the outfield just playing terribly or, you know, some of the other guys that they've run out to the outfield that just have looked lost out there. Um, He's okay. I mean, he's a good, solid ball player. And I think everybody likes um, Diego Castillo. And I think that he'll hold his own um, enough to remain with this team, perhaps the whole year. You know, even though his average is only around 240, um, he's better than, um, you know, the other guys you got. And it's his rookie year. And I'm pretty happy with that, to tell you the truth, you know. Um, so I continue to like Diego Castillo. Um, and if we see those other guys get hot, um, O'Neill Cruz, um, I mean, we were talking guys that you expected to be major league players. Um, O'Neill Cruz, Matthew Frazier, and Nick Gonzalez. Um, then those guys will get a little bit closer to maybe seeing the major leagues in August or September, especially because we're going to have to do something to help this attendance, you know. Um, it's really bad, and if it stays this bad, concession money is going to be down, and Bob Nutting is not going to want to increase the payroll in the coming years. And something's got to go there. I mean, because we know as long as the payroll stays down, this team's going to be bad. And as long as the team's bad, nobody's going to come to the games. So... It's just that, well, and that's what we've run into the last 30 years. You know, that's why we've had four winning years out of the last 30 uh, and 26 losing teams out of the last 30. Um, but, yeah, I was t- going talking about the minor leagues, um, and I think that a few of those guys on the pitching end have done enough, um, such as Cody Bolton. Most of his starts have been decent. Um, I know that... Um, Michael Burrows uh, didn't have the best start his last time out, but his ERA is still in the twos. Um, He would certainly be, I would think, a guy that if he continues to pitch really well, uh, that if they want to increase attendance, you know, and they want to get some excitement going, he's a guy that they could bring up to the major leagues on the pitching end. And then there's a couple other pitchers here and there. I mean, obviously, Jared Jones is still learning on the fly um, you can't even think about thinking about having him on your major league team. But there's a couple decent pitchers. Trey McGow got lit up the other day. So he was a guy that they were thinking about bringing up. Probably um, they don't want to bring him up until he's coming off a really good start, you know. Uh, and that's just how you do it when you're bringing up guys from the, the minor leagues. You want to bring them up while they're hot, which is why I would have brought up Cal Mitchell this weekend. Um, the only thing they're waiting on with Cal Mitchell is they're deciding if they want to cut bait with people that are on their 40-man roster, you know, because one of the guys, and he wasn't a very good guy, Bull Solser, he was a decent triple-A pitcher over the last couple years. He got claimed by um, Baltimore. Now, losing Bull Solser isn't that big of a deal, but there may be guys that they are worried about losing. So if you add someone to the 40-man roster and you have to put someone through waivers in order to add them um, back to your minor league system... Uh, then that is why it's a little bit difficult bringing up guys that aren't on your 40-man roster. 
Um, Cody Bolton might be on the 40-man, though. Um, let me just check on that. On the road to nowhere here. Let's just see. We're on the road to nowhere. He actually was at one point, um, but he was, um, let's see, P-I-R-A-T-E-S, 40-man roster. Okay, but he was on the I-L. Um, and now if Cody Bolton's on the 40-man roster, they would probably bring him up. But yeah, he isn't, you know. I don't know if he was at one point and somehow because he was injured, they got him to go through waivers or whatnot. I don't think he went through waivers. But in any case, um, Cody Bolton is not on the 40-man roster. Um, so they would have to make a move, you know. I mean, guys that they could get rid of and just cut bait with. Um, Aaron Fletcher. I don't think they want to cut base, cut bait with with Blake Cedarland because they're still hoping he can come back as a uh, high leverage relief pitcher. But you could cut bait with Aaron Fletcher. You could cut bait with Heath Hembry. Um, you could cut bait with Nick Mears. I mean, there's guys on here that they wouldn't really miss. You know, it's just that are they ready to do it yet? You could cut bait with Underwood or Yayure. Um, you can't get rid of any catchers, obviously. Uh, and they don't have many infielders either. Um, that they're, but you could cut bait with Hoy Park, and I wouldn't think you'd lose any sleep over it. You know, you could cut bait with Yoshi, and I don't think you'd lose much sleep over it. You could cut bait with Van Meter, and I don't think you'd lose any sleep over it. So if you see where I'm getting here, I mean, there are guys that, um, and it's talked about not just on my podcast, but most of the podcasts. There are players that um, we could lose and not lose any sleep over, you know? Um, but yeah, I guess we can take a look through the minors because, you know, like I said, I had a busy day yesterday. I didn't really have a chance to watch the games that closely. Um, so if I go to MILB, and I kind of mentioned like who did well and who didn't, but I didn't really um, crunch down on that. Again, until those rookies come up, there's no reason to really look at Bradenton um, because they're just not interesting until we get you know, some prospects on that team. Um, but we don't mention Greensboro very often. I don't think there's many prospects in Greensboro right now. Not as many as you would hope, you know, in this year of a rebuild. Um, but there's a couple guys on the hitting end in Greensboro um, that I would consider a prospect. Hudson Head, he got his um, ops over 800. He's an outfielder, and we're very short on outfielders right now. So we could start looking at him again. You know, because his ops is over 800. He's only batting 266, but he had a couple hits yesterday, including a double. Um, so that is something that we're interested in. This Jacob Gonzalez guy is insane. You know, he got three more hits. So we got to start talking about him a little bit, um, just because I don't think they've ever had anybody bat that dominantly. You know, if they wanted to try to flip um, Vogel back at the deadline, um, they could actually bring up Jacob Gonzalez because he's an older guy. I mean, that would be a bold move to bring a guy up from um, Greensboro. But these are things you can do at this point. I mean, that guy's just, he's unconscious, you know. But some of the other guys that we would consider prospects at the um, in Greensboro, like Sammy Siani, uh, he has not been doing well, you know. But it's interesting that we see Sammy Siani as a prospect because he was a second-round pick. But we don't see Jacob Gonzalez as a prospect because he was a second-round pick. And I got to tell you, this guy Jacob Gonzalez has been hitting the ball like I've never seen anybody hit, at least since Mason Martin's rookie year. Um, and that was quite a while ago in Greensboro, you know. 
So he is the guy to watch in Greensboro other than um, Jared Jones. Uh, so quick look in Greensboro. Um, Hudson Head is a guy that we're going to start following. Uh, we know that Altoona has all kinds of guys that we like to follow. And I mentioned a couple guys that are picking it up a little bit. So let me pick up, um, let me see what they did yesterday. Um, Jared Triolo, he hasn't been doing much. Interestingly, as it was mentioned briefly, they put him in the outfield as a center fielder. Um, you know, he certainly doesn't hit enough to be a corner outfielder. Um, and he hasn't really hit the cover off the ball in in Double uh, A this year. His ops is only a 667, you know. So you can't bring a guy like that up. I'm not sure what they're doing with Triolo um, because he's a pretty good infielder. Um, they have Nick Gonzalez playing short now and Paguero playing second. Um, and I think, didn't Paguero have an error anyway? Yeah, he had an error anyway at second base, which was a little upsetting. But um, Gonzalez got two hits yesterday. Um, Paguero's starting to come back down to earth. Uh, he only had one. He went one for five yesterday, which wasn't that good. Lolo Sanchez is not doing that good. Marcano is not doing that good. So even though we have a lot of guys we like to watch at A. Not a lot of the guys are doing well. Um, Luis Ortiz, who's an older guy, um, he did okay in three innings yesterday, but you know he's got a 4.85 ERA. He's not really somebody that we're looking at very closely. So I, I mean, I guess the point is because the minor leagues are slumping, uh, there's not a lot of help there. You know, Mason Martin's really not ready at this point. Um, Cal Mitchell is the only guy that's really looking like they could bring him up. And the interesting, they, they have Jiwan Bay playing shortstop and O'Neill Cruz playing in the outfield. Um, so, I mean, they're really looking for a guy that can play shortstop defensively if they're not comfortable with, um, you know, the shortstops that they have. Um, they want somebody that's going to be able to play decent ba- uh, defense at um, shortstop. And here's the interesting thing about Jiwan Bay. Um, he has 10 stolen bases this year, and that's something that, you know, I don't think anybody's noticed. It's gone under the radar. Um, but, you know, he's batting a 780 ops, which is not that bad. And he has um, 10 stolen bases. So if you want to bring him up as an infielder and get rid of Van Meter, that would be interesting, right? I mean, that could be something that you're thinking about doing. Um, so I really haven't talked about Jiwan Bay, um, but... Yeah, I mean, they must like Jiwan Bay. I mean, he was on the Arizona Fall League roster last year. And the fact that they're playing him at shortstop and playing O'Neill Cruz in the outfield, I think is pretty interesting. And the fact that O'Neill had his best game offensively all year in the outfield shows that he's done sulking or whatever. You know, he's like feeling like he wants to pick it up here as the weather is warming up. Um, yesterday's game was in Charlotte, you know, warmer weather. So we'll see how he does. Um, and there you have it. I mean, that's pretty much what's going on with the Pittsburgh Pirates. It's a quick Monday um, because I know that everyone is still hung over with the pens. And so am I because the drive back was tiresome. Um, but hey, love you guys. Uh, thanks for listening. Peace out.